Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Flaple. I've been saying it a lot, but we really are coming to the end game here, having just been visited by Bahamut himself, granting each of them a boon, like each of them a powers uh, beyond what they had before, meaning they leveled up to level 15, and Lance displaying some of that power by one-shotting Arithator, the dragon that was plaguing them in the north. So with that, the Jank Squad, along with their entourage of the Arcane Brotherhood and the small contingent from the Order of the Gauntlet have traveled through the lava tubes and they are now moving forward. And that is where we join the Jink Squad here. So, Jank Squad, you are following a familiar path, the path which, uh, to put it frankly, uh, the path of death that you left behind as you uh, took care of a lot of the cult of the dragon that were fanatics. Not only at the entrance here where Ralph assisted you, but as you travel, wind around the pathways to lead back to follow the same exact path that you took. Careful not to go into the, the Drake Pens area, but you see the final hallway which you picked up the prisoners from and which do lead to the Temple of Tiamat. Unless anybody has any objections, I move you and usher the Jank Squad into the temple itself at this time. Here we go. Let's go. So, as you rush through these tubes, you actually stumble into the temple itself. It looks like there really isn't any between the walls of the caldera and the entrance into the temple itself. It seems that there is no space between them. In fact, it looks like the lava tube that you had just exited was partially destroyed by the temple of Tiamat rising from the ground. This temple is stunning for lack of a better word. And once your eyes adjust to the stunning chaos of Tiamat's temple, you see that at its interior is a single cathedral-like space that towers far overhead. Fleeple, you recall that there were pillars, or rather spires, that were being pulled from the ground a month, months ago from when you initially scried on Seferin and the Cult of the Dragon. And you're now that you're inside, you can see those spires, but this whole temple is one singular open expanse. I'm talking hundreds upon hundreds of feet from end to end with five distinct sections. Well, actually six distinct sections. There are the end points where these spires were initially jutting from the ground. Now these open expanses on the edges of the temple itself, all of them resonate and show a distinct color of chromatic dragon. These are all devoted to the five aspects, aspects of Tiamat. 
and each of these areas surround a central apse, which I didn't necessarily know what a central apse was. And so upon Googling, uh, it seems to be a central location or rather a focal point for the inside of a cathedral. It usually has a very domed ceiling that sound can resonate from and is usually intricately carved, beautified to be the focus of a worship or ceremony which this one certainly is. This apse rises 150 feet above the ground, and each of these cathedrals, uh, rather these spires, the interior of them rises 50 feet out of the ground to the top of them as well. And you can see and take in the chaotic nature of this temple as it is just large, it's just so big, ginormous to you. And through the overwhelming color of the place, there is a lifeless ashen gray, and each of the side vaults shimmers dimly blue, green, red, white, or black, and the hues of these evil dragons and their world-consuming queen. Red wizards stand in each of the five vault slash spire areas, chanting, and channeling a magical force into the central apse. There, a kaleidoscopic whirl of arcane energy rises above the blackened floor, stretching up into the twisted recesses of the temple's central apse. So this is that chaotic energy that I just described, that arcane energy from the blackened floor twisting up into the central spire of the temple. So, you adventurers, Jinx Squad, emerge from the southern portion of this temple. This southern, por southern portion is the black portion or the parts devoted to black dragons and you rush in this just large i mean i'm thinking like the mines of moria the the caverns as the uh, rush through to try and get to the bridge it's just expansive and just so echoey that's sort of what's on my mind here as you enter this temple the ritual is actively going on it's actively being um enchanted and if there's nothing you want to do beforehand, in fact, I'm going to have everybody roll initiative right now. There are a lot of people that I have to throw on the board now. You don't say. The Order of the Gauntlet, they're not going to be like actively in initiative. I'm just going to roll like percentile dices and yeah, stuff. Just like they're off taking care of this threat over here while you guys exactly. are Exactly. And, um, but the Arcane Brotherhood, although there may be some of that, of like, hey, they're over here taking care of this threat, they might just be helping reduce numbers at that point for simplicity. I'm going to try to keep the focus on just you three, Makoth, and Severin. All right, so let's get the party's initiative order here. Malamara. 12. Sorry, 14. Make up your mind. Let's. <laughs> I'm gonna use my inspiration. <gasps> what? Oh, not on an initiative. Oh, We're not even. So? I rolled a. I rolled a one. We're not fighting anything yet, and we don't know what's going on. 
<laughs> well, Lance decides. Fleeple, what did you get? 13. Okay. You do you. It's your inspiration. You can use it how you want, Jake. <laughs> you can use it how you want, Jake. Well. It's a good thing we're such good friends. <laughs> I know. I'm shocked. It's a joke. I'm joking. Kelly, you'll never believe what your husband just said to me. I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. And that gives me a six. Okay. Six. Sounds good. All right. So I um, am not going to roll. So this is how the final battle is going to work a little bit here. We have 15 red wizards in here and Severin. Uh, one of them is Anzar, but we also have seven wizards from the Arcane Brotherhood and five from the Order of the Gauntlet. I'm not going to roll initiative for every single character on the board here. There is going to be an understanding of the Order of the Gauntlet is here to aid. And so the party, you can request the Order of the Gauntlet to do something, but if you don't request them to do anything, then they are going to reduce the numbers and keep people occupied. Half, if not most, of the Arcane Brotherhood is going to do likewise. And each turn or each round, I will roll to see successes, to see deaths, tides turning one way or the other. That way, the focus of the final battle can be between our players. Makoth, who specifically came to be here to assist, and Severin and some of the other mages. There are still going to be red wizards that will have to be dealt with in some to some extreme, but we want to keep the players at the forefront here. So just listeners, that's what's going to be happening there, and players, that's what's going to be happening here as well. But you can request being like, we need this, we need something to happen. Order the gauntlet, you go do that, or etc. Okay? As such, I will roll for Severin here. Ooh, not great. Not great. Only an eight on that. Oh my gosh, the mages rolled worse. The red wizards, I should say. That's terrible. Not as bad as Jake rolled. <laughs> wow. No, they rolled worse. Wow. Wait. I'm, I'm not the last. <laughs> okay, the other half rolled. Okay. So, before initiative actually begins, you hear a resounding voice which echoes throughout the chambers and it is Severin's voice, but it is distorted and it actually is overlaid on itself five times in different tones. Welcome, Jake Squad. As you can see, you're too late. The portal is open. The temple is here. Soon. Very soon, Tiamat herself will reclaim this land, and your efforts will have been wasted. It's at that point you see Severin actually not in your immediate area, but chasing the voice with your eyes. You look up to the central location here, the central apse, and you see him floating 150 feet in the air, just levitating above where you currently are at. Now, if you recall, Bahamut gave each of you a boon to level up, but Lance and Malamara, I don't think I described the other boon that was given to you. It's at that moment when, as you're seeing this in Fleeple, you're getting your wings ready. 
But Mal and Lance, you feel these spectral wings burst out of your back as well as Bahamut has given you the ability to fly for a brief time. What? Your fly speed is only 30 because you didn't put the gains in that uh, Fleeple did, but... uh, (laughs) But you have a fly speed that can also be used, which may be um, nice because there are... Not only is Severin 150 feet up in the air, but there's also five fey wizards that are 50 feet in the air, flying, muttering, chanting to themselves, maintaining this ritual. So, first things first, it is the red wizard's turn. Two of these that are floating in the air, um... And they're actually, they do see you and they do acknowledge you, but they are not going to make any actions toward you. They are going to take their action to maintain the chant that they have. And that's the first one and the second one. And then we jump to Malamara. And let's say that you you all ran 60 feet in, so you're not just completely on the outskirts because... That just makes sense to me, cinematically or thematically. So, not only are there uh, Thay wizards that are in the pillars themselves, there are five Thay wizards at the bottom of the apse, 150 feet below Severance. You have red wizards directly in front of you, surrounding that portal that is forming, that massive portal which um, it, it just engulfs the center of the the room here. So you have. Thay wizards in front of you, and then you have Thay wizards in each of the uh, columns, one in the air and one on the ground to consider for a total of 15 Thay wizards and Severin. Okay, Makoth looks to you, Mal, and goes, all right, um, uh, well, we're in the belly of the beast now. What are we gonna, um, what's the plan? Where are we going? We're going straight for the big guy? Going for these little guys? What do you need us to do? And right now they're just all chanting, right? All of them, except for the five in the center. The five in the center are more aware, and they actually look at you, and they look like they're ready to react. Great. But they currently are not in initiative order. Then they are on the ground. Cut the head from the serpent, and the body flails. My cloth is asking Mal, so this is what Mal will say, is, I'm going to go for the chanting one that's right over there. I would say, you guys, you should probably go for the fighters. And she takes off, and she will use her movement which is 40 feet and action and movement to get right in his face the one that's right off to the left of us she will put her hand to the side and the sword will disappear off of her tattoos and into her hand oh you know what uh right if mel yells that thing she's going to start running toward this guy 40 feet and then shoot three eldritch blasts at him because i forgot that i can do magic things. <laughs> ah! Go and roll for them. That's 18 plus 8. 12? Oh, that's a hit. Nice. And a 17 plus 8 again. Yep, they all hit. So that's... That's 18 force damage to that guy. 18 total force damage. This way, this guy is not looking too happy, uh, and uh, the chanting is not disrupted, but they are quite peeved at you <laughs> right now. So um, Mal doesn't know a whole lot about 
spell casting and whatnot, but sometimes location is important, so she will also use her repelling blast to blast him back ten feet. Just in case where he moves is important, yeah. Alright, sounds good. Alright, Mal, that's gonna be your turn, yes? Fleeple, it is now your turn. Okay. I am going to summon a tank onto the battlefield. Uh, not not literally speaking a tank, but... I thought you said literally a tank. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm going to summon Star Platinum, casting not Summon Fey this time, but Summon Elemental. Oh, <gasps> no. I'm going to summon Star Platinum as an air elemental, which has a flying speed of 40 feet. <sighs> and, oh man, how I want to upcast the spell... The best bang for the buck on this spell would be if I used my 8th level spell slot. And I don't actually have any 8th level spells yet. Oh man, and this is a concentration spell, This right? is a concentration spell, but I am a warcaster, so I have advantage on my concentration checks. Uh, do I do it? Do I do it? Uh, I'm going to roll to see if I'm going to cast this spell at 8th level. I'm doing it. I'm summoning Star Platinum at 8th level. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my gosh. And that means he's going to have AC 19, 90 hit points, three attacks, no, four attacks per round, each of them dealing 1d10 plus 12 bludgeoning damage. Well, as you summon Star Platinum as an air elemental, uh, there's your air elemental, Ned. Yeah, and so the great thing is I can summon him up to 90 feet away. So I'm going to summon him right next to Severin. And by doing, I'm going to fly up into the air first, uh, about, we'll say, uh, just 20 feet, so I can get just within range to summon Star Platinum right next to Severin. Okay, so you fly up. You fly up how high? Uh, Just about 20 feet or so. 20 feet into the air. Like, just close enough to get me within castable range of Severin. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. As you fly and you start casting the spell... There's a counter spell that's going to happen. No. Of course there is. We've got a bunch of Thay wizards. It would be remiss of me to uh, use them to their fullest capabilities here. But they have to roll because an eighth level spell, right? It's going to be DC 18, yeah. DC 18. I'm assuming they have good intelligence. Yeah, they, uh, they're pretty intelligent here. Well, some more than others, you know, so. Yeah, can we have the stupidest one cast counter spell on me? Well, they rolled a four on the die. Okay, okay. And this is an eighth level spell, so they had to get a 18. Correct. Total. Yeah, there's, they're not going to have a plus 14 to their... Yeah, so that counter spell fails. Thank goodness. And the other Thay Wizards are not within range to also counter spell you. So that is, that is a successful... Uh, attack that you've got going on there. Okay, I like that. Uh, so you're 20 feet in the air, you say. Yes. And then the air elemental, you are going to cast right next to Star Platinum. Nope. Star Platinum, you're going to cast on Severin, right? Yep, right on top of it. Yep, and Severin does not have a counterspell, so he can't do it either. So there you go. All right. Then we're going to have Star Platinum slam him four times. Oh boy. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'll roll the first two attacks. This is with plus 10 because he uses my spell attack modifier for his attacks. 
That's a 23 and a 27. 20, uh, yeah, uh, both hit. I'm just making sure. Severin's got a lot of stuff, so I just want to make sure I'm doing a, not neglecting any of his stuff here, but uh, both of them are, they hit. All right, damage for the first two. That is 33 points of bludgeoning damage. 33 points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, I'm just double checking, actually. Hold on. Oh, he's got immunity to bludgeoning damage. Well, I'm going back on his AC. It says that he adds his charisma bonus to his AC. It's usually included in the stat block. And that's that's what I was I, I figured it would be. Uh, has a massive features of his stat block provided by the mask are marked with an asterisk. Oh, is is he wearing the five masks? He is wearing the five masks. Um, and actually, I think okay. His AC is actually 21 right now. I apologize. So what, what did you roll? 23, uh, 23 and 27. And, yeah, so still hits. So they still hit. Okay. Can I... Sorry, it gave away his AC to everybody, but... Can I have Star Platinum use an attack to grapple and try and tear the mask off of him? Ooh, good question. Good question. Let's look at this. I'm going to be reading something real quick. <laughs> Oh boy. Wow. Mask of the Dragon Queen. Mask of the Dragon. Disarm him. Pop that sucker off. Yep. I mean, that is what you want to do, right? So. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say that you can't pull it off. Okay. So you want the Aramental to try and grapple him, yes? Correct. So that would be a opposing check. Star Platinum would roll athletics and then Severn would be able to resist with athletics or acrobatics his choice. Yes, yes, yes. And this is not saving throw. Okay. Let's do it for the first attack. All right. Come on, buddy. That's a 21. Oof, that's a 15 for him. Ooh, yeah. So you, uh, Star Platinum grapples him, no problem. So he cannot move. His, his his movement speed is zero right now. That's the first attack you did, right? Yep, and now I want him to pull that mask off of his head. Okay, this one's going to be difficult because there are some magical properties to the mask itself. It's still possible, but... Severin will get some magical bonuses to his role to try and resist this mask that uh, has been being pulled off of him, okay? okay? So we'll have this be another role against each other here as you try to pull it off with, like, athletics. We'll just call it, like, a secondary grapple check, okay? Sounds good. Last attack. Hmm, I'm going to spend a luck point to re-roll that. Okay, okay. For a 20, modded 20 modded 20 okay he i'm just checking some numbers here give me a second he got a 22 on that so he did get a 22 if i use my inspiration i have to roll a 19 in order to beat him which seems like bad odds on this roll yes Mm -hmm. okay we're going to uh hold off on that then uh, that is okay. his final attack for the round. That is the entirety of my action to cast the spell. 
Lance, are you missing any hit points by any chance? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> oh, cool. Because we, well, wait, we, we got a short rest though, didn't we technically? Yes, I didn't announce this, but ah. we did get a short rest technically. Um, and I apologize, listeners. It didn't it didn't renew your hit points or your like, or like your spell slots that come back on a long rest. But you can do. I apologize. So Mal, you technically have all of your spells from being a warlock because of a short rest. Okay, I'm gonna roll um, hit. I'll dice. just do some. Uh, I'll do some quick hit dice rolling as well. Yep, I apologize. We neglected. We're doing this a bit out of order, but that was on me. Oh, I'm back to full. There we go. Which with 15 hit dice, and if none of you have expended those in any time recently, you could probably just roll all 15 hit dice and try and get some as much health as you can back. Yeah. Uh, but other than healing, uh, Fleeple, are you going to be doing anything else um, other than healing? Uh, if Lance is able to get back up to full with his hit dice, then I'll I'm, probably just hold on to that bonus. Should I just roll all my hit dice? Just that that will get me to full. Unless you have a special ability that uses hit dice or like a weapon. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I would just roll all fifteen. Alright, I've rolled I am back to full. Same, I used five of my hit dice for back to full. We got there with a short rest. I used all of my hit dice. <laughs> Ooh. To get back to full. Yeah, I was, <laughs> a was really hurt. I was a half, guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we're all back to good, and then Fleeple, you are done, and we're jumping to Severin here. So Severin is being grappled currently, but before it's. Oh wait, hold on. I got legendary actions wrong previously, so I want to make sure I'm getting it right here, so I don't screw either of us over. Legendary actions rules. I don't think I can do a legendary action right before my turn, if it's my turn. At the end of another creature's turn. That just says at the end of another creature's turn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That includes the person who went right, that goes right before him, which I believe is me. Yes, that's true. So, Severin is going to use some legendary actions here. And yeah, so he is going to take... He's going to fiery teleport away from the air elemental. He is going to teleport up to 60 feet away. Let's see where he's going to go. He's going to go down a little bit away from the air elemental. He's going to go down to the second level here. So he's going to be 50 feet away from the air elemental. Fleeple, you're 20 feet in the air. So you are only going to be 30 feet from him currently. And uh, the rest of the people on the ground, he's only 50 feet. So he pops down just directly below. In doing that, um, the air elemental is going to take some damage as a result. Because this is a fiery teleport. It's just going to be 1d10 damage here. Uh, But it is going to be 5 fire damage to the air elemental. All right. I don't know if air elementals are resistant to the, uh, that, but yeah, if he'd been a fire elemental, he would have been immune. But uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess that is a good point, though. He is resistant to lightning and thunder damage. Okay, and because they have taken fire damage, the air elemental is apparently on fire now. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so he's this fiery just. <sighs> Just whirlwind up there, star platinum, and he has to put him the fire out or take consistent damage every single round. Mm. So, just be aware of that. 
I will be aware of that. Uh, which yeah. I think would be beneficial for an air elemental to be on fire, but that's just me. So. Meh. Rules are rules. Yeah, rules are raw, right? Rules is written. Okay, well, that's going to be his legendary actions. At the beginning of his turn, he gets his legendary actions back, and he is going to... Oof. Okay, so because of low initiative order, uh, the order of the gauntlet, they are going to go... Mal, what did you say? For uh, They're going to just go to the closest mage. This is the one that uh, tried to counterspell Leeple here. Unless anybody else wants to give different instructions. I'm totally fine with that. That was just on her turn. Yeah, I mean... So they're, they're just going to take some action and they're going to go to one of these mages here and uh, they're going to they're gonna take their turn. But then Severin, he's going to be 50 feet away from Makoth, the other Arcane Brotherhood, Lance as well. And he is going to cast... It's going to be called a Scorching Burst. So it's not a spell technically, which I know the technicality of what's a spell and what's a not is... Uh, hot topic in the D&D world here. But he's going to choose a point within 60 feet, and he is going to choose, actually, a point between these three Arcane Brotherhood wizards, and he is going to cast Scorching Burst. Each of them must make a dexterity saving throw. So, first one, fail. Second one, fail third one fail and they are going to take 4d8 fire damage four okay whoo that's a lot of damage that's 18 points of fire damage to each of those three and they each are on fire as well because they did fire damage that's going to be Severn's turn. We're going to jump to Lance and the Arcane Brotherhood at that point. Lance, why don't you go and take your turn first? Okay. Could we retcon something so I don't waste a whole turn doing this? Because it's it it's basically when we're running into the chamber, I'd assume we're imagining, okay, it's ready to fight. So I would like to, right before we enter the chamber, press the button on my dagger of venom so it can be activated because it takes a whole action to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you're running into the chamber, we you knew it was a battle. Just right? so I can like, have that ready. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. What a nice DM Thomas is. So that nothing worse than being in the final battle. Yeah. And being like What a nice DM. Aww. Inspiration. I got the cool DM. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, go ahead and activate that dagger. What would you like to do, sir? Okay, we have Okay, we got five guys who are operating this portal thing, it looks like. Malamar is going after one of the side red guys. Way down at the bottom left in the black um, tower. And Fleeple, and the tower guys are just kind of guarding. That's what I assumed you're really- They're explaining. chanting. They are all chanting this ritual. Every, All of them except for the five near the portal. Oh, I thought the five near the portal were doing the whole ritual. Nope. The ones in the towers are doing. So there are two in each tower. There's total. There's 10 total right now. Okay. And then there's Severin floating up there somewhere. Yes. And he's 50 feet above the portal itself. Okay. How far away is that from me? Like Severin from me. Where you're at, Severin. That's a good point. Um, if we've got your ruler here, 
80 feet to the foot of where he's at. So if I if my geometry is right, <laughs> hypotenuse, 80 feet times, uh, I am going to do this real quick. So 80 times 80 plus 50 times 50. I think if I did my math right quickly, he's 95 feet from where you currently are at, at the, the hypotenuse there. The other closest mage is 55 feet. He's the one in the center. The one where that the Order of the Gauntlet swarmed is 35 feet. Um, but the one that Mal attacked is 85 feet southwest of where you currently are at in one of the corridors, one of the towers. Oh, boy. Um, all right, Mal just took off. You can see. <laughs> I'm just, I'm right there. Yep. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, but Lance is gonna go with what he heard from. I mean, this is this is really who we're doing this for is our little cobalt buddy, and Lance is just gonna kind of turn to Fleeple, and he'll go. He'll ask like a very quick question, like head of the serpent. That's that's what we're doing. Oh, that's what I'm doing. That's not what <laughs> I was doing, but that's what I'm doing. <laughs> well, I say what you say. It's what I say. Cool. <laughs> it's what I say. <laughs> and Lance will cast invisibility. And he Ooh. will start using all of his movement to fly up towards Severin. Excellent. So you get 30 feet. You're 20. No, I don't because I use the dash action. And I get 40 feet of movement because I'm mobile. <gasps> oh, so you get 80 feet. So you're within 15 feet of him right now. Yep. And I'll just kind of be like invisible at hovering <laughs> there. I'm going to put you on the second, the second level technically, even though, so I'm moving your character token down to the second level. So you're within 10 feet of him. Okay. Okay. And I'm just going to, I mean, I've used my action. I've used all my movement and bonus action. So I'm just kind of there ready to, ready to do something in the next turn, hopefully. All right. Sounds good. I'm going to give you wings and you wings because you Mickey. both are flying. <laughs> That's okay. We don't need to all be working on the same task. Well, you're going to the tower people, but then I'm like, screw that. All right. Okay. That's true. Might need to divide and conquer here. So these mages, they're going to go, um, the three that were uh, attacked brutally, they're going to start going to the other quarters. They're going to, they're actually going to stick together quite a bit. And they are, the first one is going to, they're going to lob some attacks over to this current, this mage here, like two of them. So they've got like a magic missile, a firebolt, uh, just to kind of like test the waters. They don't want to waste some of their big spells if there's some counter spells that are going to be thrown around just, just right now. So we'll get to that. Uh, we'll just see how much damage, uh, how successful they are. Um, okay. Sounds good. Um, okay. And now it is Makoth's turn. Makoth, who I actually forgot to roll initiative for, but we're gonna have her go right now at the end of the initiative um, because she's only got a four. And she is going to go before the red wizards. And she goes, all right, Fleeple, uh, yeah, head of the serpent. Um, okay, uh, I'm going to try and uh, get rid of some of these uh, other, this guy down here, though, so you don't, um, 
Don't get counterspelled. Is that all right with you? Is that okay? That's pretty good, yes. Oh, okay, sounds good. Here we go. And uh, she's going to... Let's do... Ah, it's not a great one, but it could be 300 feet away. Okay, we'll do that. So she's going to uh, go the... She's going to run up to kind of where you're at uh, on the ground. And the mage, that the Thay Wizard, way uh, on the other side. So past the one where the Order of the Gauntlet is working on. In fact, way on the other side of the portal, she's going to cast Ice Storm on them. It's a 300-foot range. It's a 20-foot radius. Um, and they're going to have to make a dexterity saving throw against her spell save DC. But they did get pretty high, so that is still a... 17, which unfortunately does save. So they are going to take 2d8, 46 halved damage. Six, seven, 11, 16, and 2d8, 18, 26 halved. So they're going to take 13 points of damage. So that's still, that's still a decent amount there. She goes, ah, dang it. Wizards usually aren't that quick. That's that's unfortunate. Okay, well, I, 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 we're just warming up here, okay? And now the three wizards in the center are going to do some stuff as well. The Around the Order of the Gauntlet, you just see a massive like explosion with the Order of the Gauntlet just flying back as a thunder step is cast. Step and so they're all gonna have to take some damage if they don't save. Constitution saving throw. Oof, not great for some of them there. Yeah, okay. So they're gonna take 3d10 fire da uh, thunder damage here. One, two, three, eight, seven, so 15. Uh, they're still up and they're still going at it, but some of them are a little bit worse for wear. Like, real bad, some of them. And then that guy is going to fly. He's going to pop on over kind of further away from you guys uh, to try and recuperate a little bit there. And that's going to be their turn. The other one is going to... They are going to target you, Fleeple, actually, with one of their spells. Um, You know what? Just a good old fireball right at you, Fleeple. Just at me? Fireball, you're within 20 feet. Let's see. Yeah, you know what? Just at you. That's all they're going to do. They're just going to see you flying. They see your platinum, and they're just going to try and just lob it your way. So that's going to be a dexterity saving throw from you, sir. That's only a six. Oh, but Makas sees that fireball coming and is within range of that, and she's going to try and she's going to counterspell it, actually. Um, yeah. And so, and so that's going to be her reaction for the entire round. And she, so that's going to expend one of her spells. Um, but it does get rid of because it is just a third level spell and just fizzles out. So that's going to be their turn. Uh, the other mages, they're going to start focusing on the uh, arcane brotherhood. And wouldn't you believe it, Anzar, true to his word, is going to do power word kill against the mage that had the ice storm. Wow! And Ooh. just straight up kill them. There we go. Holy crap. 
I, I turned to MacArthur and I was like, see, I told you that it was a cool red wizard down here. Okay, so that that's the one. Okay, I'm not so sure. All right. He's the uh, one. Don't okay. kill him. He's, he's helping us All out. All right. Okay, sounds good. So we have got quite a kerfuffle going on here. The one mage that was looking at you, Malamara, or that you attacked, they are going to stand up and they are not happy. They are going to attack you. They are choosing to not use their action to continue the ritual. And they are going to cast... Yeah, we're going to do Cone of Cold against you. So I'm going to need a constitution saving throw, please. Non-natural 20. Okay, so we're going to do some damage against you, though. Eight, 16. 27 points of cold damage halved to be 13. So 13 points of cold damage to you. Thank you. And so that's going to be their turn. And uh, they are going to whistle to the mage uh, just above them, 50 feet up and to try and do something, but it's not their turn right now. So it's now your turn, Malamara. Excellent. I will blast this guy in front of me again. Aha. Oh, oh, that might be okay. Uh, they are gonna try and counterspell you, actually. Okay, go ahead, counterspell uh, that well, one Hold on, beam. hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Counterspelling a cantrip, I'm not sure if I've run into that before, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they are going to counterspell you. They didn't like how much damage you did to them, so uh, they're waiting for their they're waiting for their buddy to come uh, help them out above. So your your eldritch blast fizzles into the air just as it's about to reach them. Uh, but that's the reaction. So you that was your action to cast though, or bonus action. And that negates the whole all three beams. It does. It, it negates the whole spell. <sighs> And uh, that was just your bonus action, right? Um, that was just my action. Action, sorry. I keep forgetting Eldritch Blast is an action. Okay, sounds good. Uh, do you want to do anything with your bonus action? I don't know. And movement. I will menacingly, as the platinum magic fades away from my hand, she will menacingly step forward all the way up to his face. And I assume I tower over him because I'm quite tall. Yeah, you do. You do. And then she will hold out her hand and the sword will disappear off of her tattoo and into her hand. And she'll just stand there menacingly with her sword. Okay. You don't have any uh, bonus action spells? I do. I'm just going to cast them. Oh, okay. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. All right. Fleeple, we jump to you and Star Platinum is after you, I believe. Yes? Correct. So, okay, so we jump to you. You are 20 feet up above in the air. Um, Severin is not too far away from you. So about 30, I believe it was. Yeah, so he's 30 feet up, 60 feet to uh, directional if we're going like if north to him. Mm-hmm. So we'll say uh, you can easily get him if you fly. If you want to use your movement, you can get within range of him, uh, but maybe not like up next to him uh, side by side. Okay. Before I take my action, I want to get a ruling from you. Sure. Well, I guess first, how far is Severin from Star Platinum at this point? Uh, Star Platinum, he's directly below Star Platinum, so he's a a direct 50 feet 
uh, from Star Platinum. So Star Platinum's flying speed is 40 feet, but he also has the ability where he can hover, i.e. if he's not exerting any effort, he can just stay where he is. If I were to have him just turn off his hover for a moment, terminal velocity, fall just right down on top of Severin, <laughs> would you allow that? Um, let me think about that. Can I turn off cover? <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah ideally, you, sh- you should be able to. Yeah, I would say that because he could easily... I mean, I might... Are you hoping to attack with a Star Platinum this turn? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Verticality in D&D is off. so weird. Yeah. It is. It's absolutely that third dimension, man, of uh, uh, Z access. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? I mean, that's. I mean, look, that's. It makes sense to me of how like I can turn hover off. It's probably not rules as written or as, as intended by Jeremy Crawford. If somebody does come up with a ruling from Jeremy Crawford, I wouldn't mind knowing it uh, mm-hmm. just for future reference. But for now, yeah, like let's let's say you could turn hover off and then um, you can wail on Severin as he drops 50 feet. Okay. So I'm going to do my best to try and set my pal star platinum up for success. So with my bonus action, I'm going to, with one shaky hand, reach up to my forehead and say, Goodbye, old friend. And I'm going to activate the <gasps> giant rune. No! The giant it's rune? Yes. happening. Oh my gosh. For the next minute or until incapacitated, whenever I or a creature I can see makes an attack roll, a st- an ability check, or a saving throw, I can use my reaction to give that roll advantage or disadvantage. As a reaction, you say? Yes. So that is my bonus action. Now, as my action action, I'm going to cast a Guiding Bolt at Severin. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're we're going to keep that just normal at first level, and that's going to do 46 if it hits, but I really want the advantage on the next attack that Guiding Bolt comes with. Okay, sounds good. Go ahead and roll for that. Um, These other wizards are pretty occupied or haven't, if they haven't already done their counter spell yeah i'm just like oh first level spell this is so insignificant (laughs) i i shoot a guiding bolt for 25 to hit that's a hit all right so that's 46 radiant damage for 17 17 radiant damage oh okay just checking to see if he's resistant uh nope not resistant so uh, what was that damage again? 17. That's pretty good. Not too shabby for a first level spell. 17. All right. Okay. So that's going to do it for my turn. That's my action and my bonus action. Okay. Yep. Now, Star Platinum is going to drop like a stone right on top of Severin. All right. Here we go. <laughs> okay. And we're going to try and yank that helmet off. I've got four attacks. Okay. Go. All right. And so here's... So we're going to do an initial grapple, right? To just hold on to him? Yep. First grapple. This one's just with his strength, which is not yep, great. That's, he that's got only a 12. 14. He got a 12, so... Okay. So that's attack number one. Attack number two, we're going to try and pull the helmet off. And this is where the magic comes in, into play. Yes. Uh, Lance, you're like right by this whole situation as well. Like you're not too far. You're like, oh wow, <laughs> as Star Platinum just falls and tries to like, yeah, alrighty. All right, what'd you get? Okay, second grapple. 
That's a 23. Okay. He rolled a 13. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. So, uh, Star Platinum pulls pulls the... The dra- queen of the dragon mask, or the yeah, the queen of the dragon mask off of Severin, and you can see Severin's face shocked as this fiery air elemental. Which, by the way, we need to roll damage. That is correct. Um, six points of fire damage to uh, Star Platinum. Okay, he can handle that. Yeah, he can with ninety HP, and is like, what the? Being grappled by this fiery air elemental, who is now holding. The mask. And, oh my gosh. So did I see Lance turn invisible? I talked to you and turned invisible. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, you guys were you guys were communicating, so. Okay. I'm just going to... Oh, Lance goes after Severin is the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, go- I'm going to look up at Star Platinum and say, here, here, boy, and just clap my hands and hold out my hands for the mask. Okay. And have Star Platinum... Toss the mask to me. Now he has he has two actions he can do, or he just has multi attack. He has multi attack, which is four attacks. Okay. So do I have him make a ranged attack roll to throw the the helmet to yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, that would be the only way I think uh, that would be possible here. So you have r- ranged attack. Well, isn't roll. a free action to drop something? It's a free action to drop just down. But if he wants to aim it, we can do a ranged attack roll. Yeah, because I'm 60 feet laterally away from where they are. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have roll an attack against myself, I suppose. Yep. That's an 18, which definitely hits my AC. Okay, sounds good. I will give it disadvantage because Severin is right there. That makes Just sense. Just thematically, that makes sense to me of like him being like, Give that back, you you fiend! <laughs> All right. That's a 16, which just barely hits. Okay. Yeah, as the air elemental Star Platinum chucks it to you, Fleeple, it sails through the air. Uh, you've got uh, Severin going, no! Uh, as it flies to you, and Fleeple, you grab it at the toss, and you're like, oh, I have it. Destroy it. No. <laughs> I'm holding on to it. I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking, where's Lance with the bag of holding? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do still have one attack left for Star Platinum, and he makes this attack with advantage because of the guiding bolt. Yep. This is an actual attack against Severin. Yep, that's going to be a 27 to hit. Well, he only has a 16 right now because he's not wearing the mask right now. <laughs> Thank goodness. That's going to be 17 bludgeoning damage. Okay. 17 bludgeoning damage. Uh, Star Platinum is the best thing that has ever happened to Fleeple. <laughs> Besides the fleece that he's wearing. Pretty much, yeah. Star Platinum is like... Well, I'll just say right now that Fleeple is fully convinced that Star Platinum is actually Thoreal, his old friend, uh, come back yeah, from the other side. I love that. Aww. Yes, of course. Oh, that's so great. Okay. As you are holding onto the helmet of the mask, Fleeple, you see the portal start to get more chaotic. It's like starts to get smaller and then larger and then wider and then like 
thinner as well, there's some definite something happening uh, that this dragon mask seems to be critical for. So, well done. And now it's Severin's turn. Severin, he is going to be significantly hindered without that dragon mask here. But he is within range of you, Fleeple, and he's going to toss... Uh, this is an attack, not a spell again. I know semantics with D&D, 5e. Mm-hmm. Uh, but fl- a flaming orb at you. So, let's see if it hits. It's a 17 to hit. That hits. Uh, mm, I could... Reaction, disadvantage. Oh, for your luck? or For my giant rune. <gasps> ah, there we go. Okay, okay. Same exact roll. Ah, of course. He rolled a 12 to get a 17. Okay, yep. that's a hit. Okay, that's 9d8 fire damage. <laughs> I'm just, I'm calling up to him like, oh, what, you don't have power word to kill? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Oh power. my gosh. <laughs> I sit here with 142 hit points knowing it won't do anything, but. Right. Okay, so that's eight plus seven plus six is, what is that, 21? 21 plus 2, 23, plus 6 is 29, plus 10 is 39, and then one more is, ooh, gosh, I rolled really good. So 39 plus 8 is 47 points of fire damage to you. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Which now... Need to roll a constitution saving throw. I do need to roll a constitution saving throw. And half of 47 is going to be 23 rounded down. So you have to get a 23 or better for your constitution saving throw. Yep. I've got advantage. I have plus four constitution. So you have to roll a 19 or a 20. <laughs> I have to roll a 19 or a 20. Come on, baby. That's a 12 on both dice. Oh, no. no. I have... I have inspiration. Yay! Oh man, if even if I do lose Star Platinum right now, that was totally worth it. But I want him to hang around for a little bit longer. So come on, come on, baby. <laughs> come on, baby. That's a six on the die. Okay. Oh, oh okay. was meant to be. Star Platinum. Here's where it gets interesting, because Star Platinum disappears, but was grappling. 50 feet in the air, Severin. His movement speed was zero. It is. Severin cannot hover right now without the dragon mask and falls 50 feet to the ground. (laughs) Guess what is on the ground over the spot he was hovering? The fluctuating portal. Yes. (laughs) And while he passes by, am I getting an opportunity attack? No, you don't get an opportunity attack against a falling individual. I was flying. I'm flying there. No, but it does specifically say, like, you don't get opportunity attacks if someone is forced through your movement, which gravity is forcing them through your Mm -hmm. your area. Gotcha, gotcha. Eight, ten, eleven. So that's 12 points of bludgeoning damage as they fall to the ground and hit into this portal. Well, we won. No, I'm <laughs> so, That's the end. 
Good campaign, guys. Severin impacts with this portal. This energy is connected directly to Avernus, the first layer of the Nine Hells. This energy is probably one of the closest things on this plane of existence connected to Tiamat themselves. As Severin falls into this energy, not disappearing, but not fully visible either, all you can hear are the screams of agony, of crying out of this human who is undergoing probably the worst pain that they've ever experienced, but also the worst transformation any human has experienced. Oh boy. And as Severin's screams of agony and are crying out and echoing in this chamber, the chanting stops momentarily as the energy gets really small and courses around Severin's form. His form starts to grow and expand. But with that same chaos, that chaos where one limb suddenly sprouts to twice its length, becomes deformed, his his screams being one pitch suddenly drop two octaves. His arms that were uh, trying to pull this energy off suddenly grow, and Severin has undergone a transformation. What that transformation is, we'll have to find out on the next I Cast Fireball. But everybody got two chests of stew stuff, and I just flew. (laughs) (laughs) No. This is not, by far, not even close to the end of the combat here with Seferin. So we have many more uh, things to discover, including what Seferin has now become through this abomination that was never meant to be. And... What that will be, we'll have to find out next week. I was feeling really good about us dropping him onto that thing, but um, now I'm feeling like that was a bad choice. (laughs) This is William Birkin injecting himself with the Golgotha virus, which I don't think anybody here will understand, but hopefully some of our listeners will. Is that Attack on Titan? No? That's that's Resident Evil 2. Oh, Resident Evil 2. No, the Attack on Titan is Eldrian spinal fluid. There we go. I just thought Jekyll and Hyde, he's becoming Hyde. Well, Ned, Jacob, Mickey, as always, thank you so much for joining us uh, in this chaotic, crazy battle that's going on. And listeners, thank you for joining us on this crazy, chaotic battle that's going on. Uh, if you like what's going on, uh, leave us a five-star review in the podcast of your choice. Shoot us an email, icastfireball2020gmail.com. Uh, reach out to us on our Insta, Instagram, Insta? It's called Insta now, right? On our social media platforms, at icastfireball20, where you can shoot us a direct message, you can like some of our posts, and of course, we have our Discord channel, which is our Patreon exclusive Discord channel, and you can go to patreon.com slash icastfireball20 to join the, the patron channel or the Patreon level that works best for you. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to shout you out on this podcast, and uh, we'd love for you to keep this podcast going uh, so we can be caught on fire. Speaking of shouting people out, we want to shout out our um, sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where they've got a phenomenal, phenomenal 
uh, format moving forward. This new format is the old format with their Fate Accelerated campaigns that they've got going uh, one month. If you've never tried another TTRPG, go give them a listen to see what other tabletop role-playing games can be like and how much fun and chaotic they can be, just like in D&D. Uh, and don't forget to leave them a five-star review on the way out. Lastly, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow Wacky Adventurers. But until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Let's keep that fire going, everybody, and we'll see you all next time. <laughs>